Welcome to Thrive Beyond Pornography, the podcast where real couples like us candidly navigate the journey to a healthier, more connected life. Join us as we share personal experiences, expert insights, and practical tips to help you thrive in your relationships and break free. Together, let's repair and build a rock-solid connection, becoming a couple that can overcome any challenge. I'm Zach. And I'm Darcy. We're an LDS couple who struggled with unwanted pornography in our marriage for many years. What was once our greatest struggle and something we thought would destroy us has become our greatest blessing and triumph. Our hope is that as you listen to our podcast each week, you'll be filled with hope and healing and realize that you too can thrive beyond pornography and create the marriage you have always desired. Welcome to Thrive Beyond Pornography. We're so glad you're here and we believe in you. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Thrive Beyond Pornography. I'm your host, Zach Spafford. Today is, it's just, you know, it's just another day, right? This is, um, this is one of my favorite days of the week because I get to talk about pornography. Yesterday, Darcy and I wrote this together. Uh, she's not joining us today, but I wanted to give her credit because she wrote at least a good chunk of this, and I'm grateful for her and the work that she does because the voice that she brings to add to this conversation is huge. In this week, I want to talk about a couple of things. Really, what is thought management and whether or not and how thought management is useful or not useful within overcoming pornography. And in the in the life coaching arena and in the therapy arena, you've got a couple of what they call modalities. You've got these ideas that people use. So there's ACT, which is what we use mostly, there's cognitive behavioral therapy, and then most, um, and there's Freudian therapy and, and a few other things. Most people who go to the life coach school, they essentially use cognitive behavioral therapy. The work that we do is really well backed by acceptance and commitment therapy. So there's a lot of, there's, but there's a lot of crossover there. And to be honest, you know, when we first started our coaching practice about four years ago, we focused heavily on thought management and how you need to change your thoughts to create the, the feelings you want, which lead to the actions you take and ultimately your results. In our experience working with hundreds of clients over the past four years, including our own personal lived experience, we found that managing your thoughts alone won't create the results that you're looking for. So if overcoming pornography was as simple as just changing your thoughts, and you probably, you know, you probably wouldn't struggle with pornography anymore. Today, we're going to discuss two reasons why thought management will not solve your porn problem, and then I'm going to teach you two things that will help you deal with unwanted thoughts, feelings, sensations, urges. I'm probably just going to call those thoughts, but uh, it covers the entire gamut. Number one, our thoughts happen automatically, and we have very little control over them. That is one of the reasons why thought management does not solve our pornography problem. And number two, if we try to get rid of our thoughts, our brain will hyper-focus on them. And that's the second reason. So I know in the past in, and in past episodes, we've discussed, I've discussed on the podcast how many thoughts we have a day. I think it's something like 60,000 a day, 80% of which are negative thoughts and 95% of which are repeats. I'm not going to go too deep into that, but... So that's already the the landscape that your brain operates in. It's constantly looking for negatives, and it does this on purpose for a very good reason. It, it's trying to keep you safe. That's why it does this. So any sort of situations, so those repeated thoughts uh, are important to help you 
keep an eye out for what's going wrong in the world. Now, the problem here comes with this hyper-focused situation, which is there's a uh, there's a pink elephant experiment that was that was done many years ago and has been oft repeated in studies. But basically, the 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 gist of it is, if you take a thought, so if I say to you, "Hey, I don't want you to think about pink elephants for the next ten minutes," and if you think about pink elephants for the next ten minutes, I'm going to take your family and put them in jail. Right? So we've got really high stakes. And we've got a really inane thought. We've got this weird thought that we can't have. What do you think your brain's going to do? Over the next 10 minutes, your brain is going to, at some point, not simply think about pink elephants, but it's going to become obsessed about that thought. And it's going to work to try and push it away, and it will bring it back, and then it'll push it away. And it becomes this endless negative feedback loop. Here's the here's what you're dealing with when it comes to pornography. What that what that means for you is when you think I can't think about this thing, right? So for wives, this might mean that they're trying not to think about their partner's pornography choices during intimacy and it'll keep resurfacing. It'll keep coming back endlessly. Whatever it is, the thing that you are trying to get rid of is going to come back into focus. For those who are struggling with pornography, maybe you've tried really hard to change what's on the stage of your mind and you found out that it keep, keeps coming back. This was, you know, I had a client who, for whom this was happening a lot. He'd be out on a run and he'd see a woman running and he would tell himself, I can't think about her. I can't think she's beautiful. I can't see her because I'm not allowed to think about her in any way other than she's uh, just running. And the only person I'm allowed to think about as sexual or beautiful or anything like that is my wife. And, you know, guess what happened? Try as he might, his brain would just keep coming back to that experience all day long. That was one of the really important things that he and I had to learn to process. He had to learn to process, and I had to guide him through processing as we were in individual coaching. And I know that Darcy does this for wives as well, is taking those thoughts and dealing with them directly. So how do we do that? What what can we do? So here are two ways that you can deal with unwanted thoughts with scientifically sound practices that Darcy and I have experienced and we've confirmed this with our own experience. So this is not just, you know, here's an idea, here's a theory, let me tell you that that you need to do this and then I don't know how to make it happen. This is exactly what we do. So the two Ways that you can deal with unwanted thoughts are, first, see and interact with your thoughts, feelings, urges, and sensations as curiosities that your brain offers you. And second, take action toward your values from a calm, clear-headed space. So let's start with number one. See and interact with your thoughts as curiosities that your brain offers you. So one of the reasons Darcy and I built Thrive Beyond Pornography was to give couples a framework to address and completely eliminate unwanted pornography from their relationships. And the first pillar of that framework is to reframe the pornography struggle. Most people see their thoughts that come up around pornography as threats. If you have grown up, especially members of the church, but in any sort of religious context, or even if your wife or your mom or somebody reacted poorly to any sort of sexuality for you, and that was kind of a meaning frame that you were given, 
you might see any sort of sexuality, in particular pornography, as a threat. It's a threat to your safety. It's a threat to your capacity to live a normal and healthy life. It, you know, we might think that it's going to destroy us, that sort of thing. We see them as the enemy, and then what we do is we fight them. We fight those thoughts, and we try to push them out of our minds. Now, as I've mentioned here previously, that strategy is not only not successful for most people, it actually backfires because it creates a negative loop of unwanted thoughts around the very thing that we're struggling to eliminate. On the other hand, when we reframe the thoughts that we have from a threat to a curiosity, we begin to set ourselves up for success by reducing the emotion behind that thought. For instance, many of my clients have said that when their mind offers them the idea that now would be a good time to look at porn in whatever way it is that their brain says it. So, you know, think about your own brain. Think about how your brain offers you porn. It, it might be as clear as, hey, this would be a good time to look at porn. I know, I, I know for me, I've had moments where, and I've mentioned this on the podcast before, I'm walking in the house and I know it's completely empty, which is a very rare thing. And my brain's like, hey, you should look at porn. Or, hey, we can get away with something. Whatever it is that your brain offers you, think about the way that that works. For a lot of people, that begins this tense feeling in your body that creates this flight or fight kind of mechanism, this this response that is about, oh no, I've got to get in and I've got to be really careful and I've got to get really clear and, and if I don't push this away, it's going to destroy me, right? I know that I've you know thought that I have to get rid of this idea for myself. I've thought, you know, if I, I can't be thinking this. This is wrong and I, so on. Whatever it is, however it is that you interact with that thought. So you can take your own thought on this and you can interact with it or look at how you would interact with it right now. Now, think about it this way. When I learned to think about my thoughts from a position of curiosity, I began to be able to get to the root of the issue instead of fighting with my brain to eliminate a thought. If we take you know, the example from earlier, you know, maybe you're writing an email and your brain offers you the idea that you should go look at porn. That's the example. Uh, instead of fighting that thought, becoming curious about why the thought is there in the first place, and that has led me and it leads my clients to see what's actually going on for, for us emotionally. So for me, it very likely would have been that writing the difficult, the email was not very interesting, or that it might have been a difficult email to write because I needed to convey a very important message and I didn't really want to put in the effort to make that happen. Now that I see why my brain is offering me porn, I can understand it and reframe the problem from one of unwanted pornography viewing to one of discomfort writing an email. So I'm, so I'm actually addressing the underlying issue. By the way, that discomfort may simply be because it's boring or not particularly interesting, not that it has to be difficult, not that it has to be really a problem. So you, you might want to look at, okay, what are, the, what are the examples in my own life that I can see this framework in? And just know, no matter what it is, when I can see the problem clearly, I can actually take action on the problem, which, you know, we'll talk about that here in a minute. But the only way to see the problems in our lives clearly is to be curious enough to follow them to their roots. And I often use this example with men that I work with. When 
you are working on a big project at the office. So go back to whatever it is that you do for a living or whatever it is that you do for fun and something goes wrong. Before you fix that thing, what do you do? Everyone that I've ever spoken to says that before I can actually fix the problem, I have to figure out what went wrong. And too often we think that porn is the problem or that our thoughts are the problem. The reality is we don't know what the problem is, so we keep trying to treat the symptoms rather than getting to the root of the problem and dealing with it there. And to do that, what you have to do is you have to start by getting curious. Now, the second component, which is taking action towards our values. This, <laughs> this might seem obvious. Maybe it's an obvious idea to you. Maybe you've been told uh, <laughs> this in the past in, in some way. You know, Maybe you've dismissed this idea because someone has said, well, you know better than this. Do what you know you're supposed to do. And that's not what I'm talking about here. I'm, I'm talking about getting to a place where you have calmly and curiously sought to find out what the actual issue is, understanding why your brain is offering you an escape from your current set of experiences by choosing pornography, and then facing that issue head on. Along with seeing the actual issue and dealing with it directly, knowing what your values are is essential. And this is one of the first exercises that our clients do in our courses. They learn the difference between goals and values, and then they begin to articulate what their values are in concrete ways. A lot of us believe that we know what our values are. But if I were to ask you right now, stop everything right now and say, what are your five core values? Would you be able to tell me what they are offhand? Now for me, and I'm going to tell you those in a second, but it's really difficult to move in the direction that you want to go if you don't have a compass and your values are your compass. In this case, here's what I would do to handle my mind is it's offering me porn as I'm thinking of writing this email. After identifying the reason that my brain was trying to save me from my discomfort, let's say writing that email is really boring from a clear, comfortable, calm, and curious place, I don't know if I could get enough season there, I would ask myself, is being entertained one of my values? No? Okay. What are my values? For me, my God, my wife, my kids, my work, and myself. If I were to go through the boredom of writing this email, which of my core values would I be engaging in? My work, right? Okay, what action would I take if I were engaging in my value of my work, the work that I do? Well, one technique that I like to use when I'm facing a task that I don't really want to do but that will bring me closer to my values is to try the five-minute rule. So I tell myself, I can do this for just five minutes and I don't have to go any further. The key to this idea is that you're choosing the action from a calm, clear, comfortable, curious place. That means you're not fighting with it. Now, this takes practice. Sometimes it takes being having it pointed out to you in a number of ways and a number of opportunities. But the reality is, is that if you will practice these ideas and you utilize them, and if you don't know how to do them, just set up a consult with me. I'll walk you through it. It's great. It's easy. But if you will see and interact with your thoughts, feelings, urges, and sensations as curiosities that your brain offers you, 
And then from, again, from a clear, calm, comfortable, quiet, uh, however many hard C sounds you can get in there, place, take action towards your values, you will be able to start to address the underlying issues in your pornography struggle quickly, simply, easily, and permanently. Now think about that. If you're here, you're listening to this podcast, that's what you want. Take some time today. See if you can practice that on your own. If you don't, if you can't, just set up a consult, zaxbafford.com slash work with me. I will help you out. All right, my friends, I love you guys, and I will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to Thrive Beyond Pornography. If you're seeking guidance and support to overcome pornography for good and begin creating a thriving life beyond it, check out my free webinar, How to Overcome Pornography with Skills That Actually Work. You'll learn practical, proven skills guided by an expert coach who has personally overcome pornography. Whether you're getting started for just yourself or along with your spouse, Darcy and I can teach you the tools that will help you put your life on the right path for you. Be sure to check out the show notes for a direct link. And if you could take a moment to leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts, it would mean the world to us. Your reviews play a significant role in helping others discover the show so they can join us on this transformative journey. Thank you for being part of the Thrive Beyond Pornography community. Until our next episode, stay strong, stay focused, and keep thriving.